Hi. Hi. I'm Grant Buckner. And I'm Carolyn Buckner. And this is our debut episode of Break Up Already. We're so glad you were listening. I'm trying to think of what people would want to know. So we um, have been married for, we're going on five years. Yeah. Um, We just had our second son like a week ago. (laughs) So we're very tired. Um, We have two beautiful boys. And uh, I'm currently 30. Care's 27. If I was listening to this podcast, one thing I would want to know is why do you, Grant, feel qualified or what are you bringing to the table in terms of relationship advice honestly this is really something for like the two of us to do together that's fun we're even sharing a microphone right now because of technical difficulties but we're so in love it doesn't matter um but yeah so closest we've been in weeks (laughs) (laughs) um i mean so i i don't know like I, i feel like we are both people that um a lot of friends come to for advice. Not that I would go around advertising that. (laughs) So that is not a brag. That's something I never say out loud because I don't want people to do that per se. And I don't, I don't think I'm qualified. I I guess you do want people to come to you for advice now. No, if they write in via email, sure. (laughs) But I don't want to have to screen my calls. I think I'm qualified because I'm, like, an ex-drama queen, and so... That's a good point. I didn't think about that. I was also a dramatic teenager, so... Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, So I was just, like, really dramatic in a lot of relationships, Um, and maybe, like, halfway through our relationship... And so I feel like I'm pretty good at listening to people's drama and being able to empathize with their feelings, but like also sorting through with rational thoughts to align with those feelings. Yeah. Also, we go to therapy. We do go to therapy. (laughs) So we have been therapized. We have been given professional advice, and I think we have internalized it to at least some extent. And I think, you know... There's a lot to be said for maintaining your own mental health when you are giving somebody else advice. Um, But to your point, I have also been mentoring teenagers for a really long time. And that means the majority of the advice that I give is about relationships, really Mm -hmm. stupid relationships that they shouldn't probably have in the first place. I tell them to break up already. That is why we named the podcast that. We both feel like it's the majority of the advice that we give. And I stand by that. And this is why. I always say there's only two outcomes if you break up with your partner. One, you stay broken up, and you shouldn't have been together anyway, so you'd never get back together, and then you're both better off because you're going to go find somebody that you should be with. Or you take a break, you grow as a person, you get back together, and it all works out. Those are your two options. So when in doubt, break up. When in doubt, break up. And that seems... And, like, am I wrong? Like, point to the point to the line. You're not wrong, but it does... It's in the context of you're a high school boy dating. Sure, sure, I wouldn't sure, say, sure, like, sure. you're married, when in doubt, break up, and sure. maybe you'll get back together. But, well, that's the thing. When I say break up, I don't... Like, I don't think of a marriage. Like, that's divorce. It's a different word. <laughs> like, breaking up to me is a very casual, like, we were dating. Like, that's... Like, even if it's not... 
a marriage, but it's like a super long term, like adult relationship. Like that's a separation, you know, like a breakup is in my mind, a very casual thing. Yeah. A more casual thing than like a real adult separation. I think also I wanted to share that not just why we're qualified, like we didn't, we're not starting this podcast because we think we have so much advice to give. The background on this is actually that I love to read advice columns. I read them every single day and basically I got Grant into them as well and I would read them, I would read the questions to him, and then we would talk about it, and we would read the person's response and whether we agreed or disagreed. And so, especially now that we have two children instead of just one, we decided we wanted to start the podcast as a more intentional way to spend time together, mm-hmm. talking about what we already talk about all the time anyway. Which in and of itself is phenomenal advice. (laughs) Find something that you both like doing and are already doing and make a point of doing it together. We had a lot of hobbies together when we first got married, but apparently they all require a child to not be around. <laughs> and yeah, so To do together. To do together. We can do them alone. We did a lot of crafts and a lot of house projects and flipping furniture, but somebody has to keep the toddler out of the paint. And so we... Or he has to be asleep. Yeah. Which then you can't use power tools. Because it'll wake him up. Right. The garage is directly under his room. So the last two years, we haven't really had a hobby together. So Besides we're excited. Gossiping. So <laughs> Besides here we are. gossiping. So now that's going to be our our hobby. It's our go-to hobby. Professional is gossipers. About other people's problems, airing them out. So, so let's dive right in. Yeah. So I curated a list. Since it's our first um, podcast, we haven't had people write in yet, but please write in. And when you do, know that you're supporting our marriage by giving us something to talk about. Um, you can email those in at breakupalreadypod at gmail.com. You can also DM them on our Instagram at uh, breakupalreadypodcast. But yeah, so I turned to Reddit, as a lot of people do when they're looking for advice, and we pulled some questions from Reddit, and Grant has not heard them yet, so I'm going to read a couple of them, and then we'll talk about it. Um, So, we're going to start with a softball, but I think it's probably one that a lot of people come across, Um, so... I'm not good at softball, so it sounds like it's going to be a challenge regardless. (laughs) Have you ever played? Probably. <laughs> I'm, not good, I'm just not good at sports in general. Okay, so um, this is a 32-year-old man writing in, um, and he says, My wife wants me to delete pictures of my ex-wife, which are backed up on my Google Drive, and I refused. Hmm. He says, I was in a prior relationship from the time I was 21 to 25, and I was married for two of those years. I also been using a google drive for many years and as a result still have the photos of my ex-wife and i backed up to my google drive i haven't had contact with my ex-wife in over three years we barely ran across her three years ago and i haven't been in any sort of relationship with my ex-wife for seven years 
Now, recently I gave access to my Google Drive to my current wife so that she could pack up, back up her photos. My wife took it upon herself to look up the years I was married and found several pictures of me and my ex-wife. No nudes or anything, just regular photos of us going on trips. My wife asked me to delete them. I said, no, they're memories I want to keep. Also, it's not like those memories are front and center. They're located deep in my Google Drive. They're not labeled. You have to dig to find them. A big reason I want to keep them is that my ex-wife and I traveled a lot, and a lot of those photos are travel photos, and I sometimes enjoy looking at them. The fact that my ex-wife is in them is irrelevant to me. My wife says she's my ex. I should completely remove her from my life maybe because she feels jealous. The thing is, we both have histories with exes. Prime example, I know a fact of one of her favorite leather jackets was bought by her ex-boyfriend before me. Mm. I'm not asking her to get rid of the jacket. Also, if she had pictures of her exes, I don't know if she does or doesn't, I wouldn't ask her to delete those. So I decided to keep the pics. They're my memories. If they delete them, they're gone forever. And he said, keep in mind, she's always known I had those pictures. She once asked me if I kept pictures of my exes, and I said, yeah, they're on my Google Drive. Um, but this was a while ago before we got married and had a child together. Am I in the wrong for not deleting those photos? So since you've already read this, I'm assuming you've come to a conclusion. Oh, no, I, w- I want you to go first. Because, like, off the dome, I see where he is coming from in a couple of ways. He didn't mention how challenging it is to actually go through. I mean, like, have you looked at, like, an old Google Drive recently, it's exhausting. Like, just look at your camera roll on your phone, <laughs> like, your current phone. Like, going through and deleting pictures of, like, anything specific and, like, in mass, like, if you were married, who do you say, like, two years? That's a lot of pictures, especially if they, that traveling was, like, their main thing they did together. I mean, I'm not, like, a huge traveler. I enjoy going places, and I love taking pictures of those places when I'm there. And if... An ex happened to be in a lot of them. I don't think I would enjoy looking at them as much, but I don't think I'd want to delete all of them. Like if, she, like, one thing you can do is filter for somebody's face. Um, that might be easiest. But he said that it that the fact she's in them is irrelevant to him, meaning like he doesn't care that she's in them. I would, but that's like me putting my own emotions on his situation. I think he's so detached from their relationship that it it matters so little to him that I really think she's maybe being a little bit petty about it. And like he said, it's not like there's any inappropriate photos. It's literally just like the fact they exist. And you did, you did ask me to delete old pictures of my exes on my Instagram, but that's public. Yeah. And, I mean, absolutely, was nobody was scrolling, like, three years back into my Instagram, except for you. But that's fine, because I get it, and, like, I don't have relationships. I relation- scroll Wait, back on other on, people's Instagrams. I, <laughs> I just have to say, I do scroll back on okay, other people's sure. Instagrams, too. Okay, yeah, some people, <laughs> if they're stalking me, sure. But those pictures didn't mean anything to me, so I didn't care that to delete them. Like, I didn't mind deleting them. It was just, like, a hassle, which I, it doesn't sound like his situation, it's not that he just feels like it's a hassle that he shouldn't have to do. It's that he does want the photos and doesn't want to delete them. Yeah. I actually kind of came to the conclusion I thought it was fine that he didn't want to delete the photos. When I first, like, started reading it, I was like, okay, I get that. Like, why, why would you want your spouse to have all these pictures of 
their ex, then they don't want to delete them. But then as I read on and he talked about traveling, that made a lot more sense to me because like you go to Italy and it's you and your ex in front of the Colosseum. Like you don't, yeah, your ex is in it, but it's also like this experience that you may never have again. Um, but I also totally understand where she was coming from. Like you said, I didn't really like that I could scroll back and find pictures of every single girlfriend you ever had on your Instagram. (laughs) Every single one. I had so many. Um, But at the same time, like, it wasn't, it wasn't like a picture of you and your ex-girlfriend going to do this cool once-in-a-lifetime thing. It was just like a picture of you guys that said, like, happy two-month anniversary. And I was like, "Mm, does this really need to exist? Firstly. For my own. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't really matter. I feel like you're painting me as somebody who's super into posting about month anniversaries. Well, I'm just just saying that, like... I just need people to know that that's not the case. I was saying that, like, it wasn't a meaningful picture in any way. It was just, like, a close-up of you and this other girl. And, like... It doesn't really matter that it was posted, but it was just like. But like I, but I also don't want it there though. Yeah, and it yeah, is yeah. public, and like whatever. Like I, I'm not in that relationship anymore. It's I don't just like why are we care to about think about it. <laughs> it's just like why are they still on your Instagram? I just think it's funny that everybody scroll back, make sure Grant doesn't have any pictures of his exes on his it's Instagram. It's private, so good luck. Like all that being said, there's always the other side of, of the argument. Like, what what's the actual reason she's uncomfortable with these pictures existing? Yeah. And he could either just, like, not understand or, like, she hasn't been maybe clear enough with the actual reason, but it could very well be because, like, that woman has been combative to her in the past or, yeah. like, maybe they were friends or something like that. Yeah. And it makes her uncomfortable because of their like former friendship or relationship or whatever, or maybe, um, the reason it ended. I mean, like, obviously they got divorced for a reason. So maybe it was like something super awkward or, um, they've had a really hard time with, um, custody or something like that. Yeah. And obviously he said, you know, he hasn't even talked to her in three years. So I doubt that. Yeah. But whatever custody of a dog, people are weird. So (laughs) I'm just saying like something about it makes her very uncomfortable. And I will say he came back and edited this and say that he and his wife talked about it. Um, and that she understands where he's coming from. And it was just kind of like a, I don't know. Insecurity. Yeah, insecurity you go through and you see all these pictures and you Well, I was also they thinking, did all their traveling maybe they, they don't ju- travel. Yeah. Maybe she's not maybe she's not into travel or maybe it's like, "Well, I've already gone to these places." And she's like, "Well, we've never been to Italy yeah. and I don't want to see you in this romantic whatever." Yeah. The fountain whatever it's called. Yeah. But I think I What's mean What's that fountain called? I have no idea. I know you're talking about. It's in, in my um, mind, this it's movie French, called even though it's in, in Rome Italy. I think Josh you mean Dumel the Lizzie McGuire and Kristen movie. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean this other quality film known as the Lizzie McGuire movie. When in Rome is one of those movies that I've seen probably three or four times. That's embarrassing. Um, but Isn't that you would make she fun of has like a some magical quality about her or something? Yeah. And Danny DeVito's in it. Oh, is he? Yeah. As the magical character? N- no, he's, like, she... As himself. <laughs> she was married to Danny DeVito. She She's accidentally... falling in love with Josh Duhamel. So basically, like, she throws these 
like, parties. It, you, fits. N- Stop it. <laughs> I know. I'm doing this on purpose. Care hates when I try to finish her sentences. You never get them right, and then I can't remember where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> If they throw the coins in the fountain, they fall in love with her. Right, 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 right. And Danny DeVito is one of the people that... Threw a coin in. Yeah, and fell in love with her. And I've seen, um, like, parts of this. I think, like... Dax Shepard is in it. Oh. Wait, Kristen Bell is the main... Yeah. I think Dax Shepard is in it. Well, he's in her life now either way. (laughs) Yeah. They're married. But Josh Duhamel is the leading man. Gotta love Josh Duhamel. I get him and Timothy Oliphant confused so often in my mind. Josh Duhamel's taller and not nearly as funny. (laughs) Rude. Josh Duhamel, if you're listening, I apologize on behalf of my wife. I thought you were saying rude that I said he was taller than Timothy Hoffman. Timothy Hoffman is super tall. How tall is Josh Demel? He's really tall. Timothy Oliphant is like 6'3". Oh, I didn't know that. I thought he was probably well, now like... now I have to check. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I want to move on to the next question while you look up how tall Josh Demel and Timothy Oliphant are. Timothy Oliphant... He's six foot. He's not as tall as I thought he was. Um, I always thought Josh Jamel was really cute. He's 6'4". Yeah. Okay. I'm right. Um, He's not that much taller than him. I guess four inches is a I lot. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like me and you. Inches just don't seem like a big deal. Um, I really thought Josh Jamel was so cute, but as he got older, he kind of like aged into my pastor at the church I grew up in to mm. do. And, and you hate men of God. <laughs> It's such a turn. <laughs> He's like my parents' age. I think Josh uh, Jamel is probably like my parents' age, too. You're hating so hard on Josh Jamel right now. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for our family. We're going to get a cease and desist just about, like, don't yeah. talk about Josh Jamel anymore. His people have reached out. <laughs> Honestly, if Josh Jamel hears this, I think we're doing great. <laughs> He's the only listener. <laughs> Your podcast has been listened to one time. It was from Josh Jamel, and also he's suing us. First and last episode ever. Okay. Okay, so this next one from Reddit I picked because we just had a baby. Mm-hmm. And Did you guys know we just had we a baby? We just had a baby. He's so cute. He is so cute. And I will encourage people with one kid. The second one is really honestly a lot easier. Ugh, I'm so tired though. It's, I don't know. You're that gonna it's be easier. tired. It Oh well he's easier. He's but I don't easier. know that it's because he's the second one. I think it might just be because of who he is as a person. I think it's because of who we are as parents at this yes, point. Yes, that also. But also like he doesn't do some things that our other kid did do. Like freaking choke on whatever the first night we're in the hospital yeah that was stressful like what is it the whatever fluid amniotic fluid fluid, he's just like in the middle of the night (laughs) dying and we're just freaking out because it's just like (laughs) what is he choking on and our our second son did not do that so anyway okay so this person is addressing the married people of reddit and said, what did you discuss if about... If you're single, don't you dare weigh in. <laughs> How dare you, your single face. Um, what did you discuss about parenting styles before you chose to tie the knot? Hmm. And this person says, my partner and I, both 29, are at that point where we've begun to talk about eventual marriage, which has brought up the topic of parenting and balancing it within a marriage. I think we have different styles. We both grew up in broken homes, but our reactions are quite different. 
I grew up going through two divorces. For me, it's important that marriage is the priority relationship within a family, being a strong unit together. Mm-hmm. That's how kids learn love and respect from seeing how you love and respect your partnership. My partner feels a bit differently. He believes that when you're raising kids young, the marriage goes to the back burner for the good of the child. I'm worried that's how resentment will build. I see that in his parents. His mom was the primary caretaker, and they essentially stay together for the kids. Her bond with her children is far more strong than her husband, who often seems a bit of an outsider. How important is it to have these agreed upon before marriage? Am I being too idealistic? Children change relationships, but I always want our love to remain one of the priorities throughout our life, as it'll be there before, with, and after children. Sorry, so they're not married yet. They're not they're married. They're engaged. They're talking about getting engaged. Getting gotcha. engaged. And Interesting. Well, I like that she said how they learn love and respect. Yes. Because as we know, love and respect are the two pillars of maintaining a solid yes. marriage. Also, I I, I highly recommend really... the book Love and Respect, by the way. It, <laughs> it was it opened my eyes. In a lot of ways. And we read it right before getting married or right after getting married. One of the right two. Right before getting married. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, firstly, I love that they're having that conversation. It's super important yeah. to have those kinds of conversations well, before I getting had married. To think, I had to think, I don't know if, do we talk about parenting stuff? Oh, for sure. And not at length. It wasn't like, so, you know, what are your parenting <laughs> What are your thoughts on parenting styles? What's that, like, the Goddard school is like a what school? Montessori. Montessori, yeah. I don't know if God like, What are your is, thoughts but... on Montessori <laughs> schooling? But, but Do I... you only dress your child in beige? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> because If you go to a Montessori school, you only dress your child in beige. Because that's my aesthetic. Um, so what, what we did as we were dating, as we were engaged, whatever, was just like in normal conversation, it came up like, my parents always did this with us. Or, like, my parents, like, made it a point to, like, always do X, Y, Z together without the kids, you know? And so, like, that's where I would chime in and say, like, like, oh, we didn't do that, but I think that's a really good thing to do. Or we did something similar, and I also thought that was a good thing to do. Um, And I think, for the most part, it just came out that we have nearly identical thoughts on parenting. That neither of our parents... Did enough date nights when we were growing up. Um, did we say that? I thought my parents went on a pretty decent amount of oh, dates. I don't know. I At least was... when I was like significantly younger. I think when I, so my, I have two younger sisters that are like much younger than me, like eleven and thirteen years younger than me. And I think when they were ch- like young children, they went on a lot less dates. My parents. Not my sisters. <laughs> they did not date. I need to be clear on that. Um, but uh, when we were younger, I think it was like a lot easier. It was just like there's two kids and yeah. someone can come in. I mean, maybe them. that was the case when we were younger, but then add in my three younger siblings and yeah, my parents never went on dates. The more kids you have, the more chaos there is. And you're bringing people to, you know, soccer practice and yeah. dance recitals and okay, so dates. <laughs> <laughs> driving your children off. you have to bring them to their dates you can't just go on dates my parents didn't have the capacity for that so we just weren't allowed to date <laughs> you're not allowed to date because we, we can't afford this much gas <laughs> so you can't date until you're married so what I wanted to know uh, your thoughts about this question mm-hmm. is how much do you think people need to be in agreement on this before they choose to get married is one and then two, what are your thoughts about, yeah, yeah, about 
her specific question about the importance of relationships. I mean, I, I side with her on her thinking regarding the significance of the relationships. I honestly think it's a little pedantic when people are like, my spouse is my first and foremost and my kids come second. It's like, that's a little harsh, you know? Like, yeah. I, I see what you were saying. They're very different relationships. They're apples and oranges. You can't really compare them like that. Like, yeah. your relationship with your child that you made with your partner <laughs> is yeah. not your marriage, you know? And your marriage is, like, in and of itself, unique thing. I have two children, and I have basically the same relationship with both of them, you know? And it's it's just so different. So saying that there's a priority, I would say if I had to say there's a priority, of course it would be my marriage, because having a healthy relationship with your children flows out from having a relationship, a healthy relationship with your spouse. At least if they're having a good one with both of you, right? I'm obviously if you like, like she was saying, if you're a product of divorce, like her parents being in a good relationship didn't define her relationship with them, but I know that it affects it. Yeah. I thought when I first read it, I was like, okay, he's definitely wrong. But as I read it more, I feel like there's a lot of people who have the perspective that he has about when your kids are young, you need to like put them before your marriage. And sometimes your marriage might be on the back burner. I do think like just deciding that your marriage goes on the back burner is a really big way to like build resentment. But I feel like people who I think also like define the back burner. Like what does that even mean? Right. Like are you guys just like are you living in different houses? <laughs> well, I feel like being okay with your marriage being on the back burner is like a slippery slope. Sure. But I feel like people have this perspective that your marriage being your priority is going to put your is going to, like, mean that you're not meeting your kids' needs. Yeah. And so I feel like that... I feel like you have to, like, really view that differently because I feel like I can prioritize our marriage and still meet our children's need for being taken care of, for love and affection. Like, I don't ever feel like I'm in a position where I feel like to prioritize my relationship with you is actually going to put my child at some sort of... is not going to be prioritizing them. I feel like parents sometimes feel guilt saying no to their children right and so that is probably like you need to prioritize your marriage your child doesn't need every single thing they possibly could ever dream of for you to say yes to them about um but i feel like it's just completely possible to prioritize your marriage and raise healthy loved and cared for children so i agree um and this is tricky to talk about because like you can have kids and not have a partner of any kind, um, and your relationship with your kids isn't going to suffer because you don't have a partner. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, but but the situation is, if you are married and you have kids, you do need to prioritize your relationship because having a healthy marriage will make you better parents. Like, you're going to feel more supported. Because, like, I mean, I think that's the the majority of frustration from parenting is the exhaustion and the chaos. And if you are experiencing both of those things and not feeling supported, that's when 
you could That's when you struggle no as a parent, is what you mean. Yes, that's when you struggle. I think, too, it's like, I think it's like this dichotomy of that this person's perspective is my relationship with my spouse, my relationship with my children, and you stop thinking about really just, like, the family. So, like, me and you and our sons are part of a family. The four of us are a family unit, and every relationship needs to be healthy mm-hmm. in the family unit. And so for us to have a strong marriage and put time and effort into our marriage is keeping our family as a whole healthy, which keeps our which is prioritizing our children. Mm-hmm. Maybe like my mom lived with us. Well, having a healthy relationship with her is prioritizing our children because that is what our family unit looks like. And like I understand what he's saying about like you know, if they, if for some reason, like, they were having a terrible marriage and they felt like they just, like, it wasn't something that they could, like, easily build back up. Like, I understand where, when people say, like, they're staying together for the kids and stuff like that. Um, I think it is, like, a testament to how much you care about your kids yeah. and probably your spouse. Like, um, even if, like, you're not getting along you obviously had love for them at some point. You probably still love them, even if they're hard to deal with or something. But, um, but again, that's the, no relationship is ever so broken that you can't work on it. And so even if you feel like you can't put the time into working on it in that particular season, that doesn't mean that you can't like, take the steps to fix it down the road, and it might be, like, a super long road, but, like, every journey starts with the step, right? There's some cliche that I could say that would make sense. (laughs) 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 The journey of 100 miles starts with a single step. Did you make that up? I'm pretty sure somebody (laughs) said it. I'm gonna say Teddy Roosevelt. That sounds like him. Or Barbara Streisand, one of the two. I feel like... Both my heroes. <laughs> I, I feel like what I would ask this couple if I was talking to them in person is I would turn to the guy who said that it should take the back burner and say, like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. And what are you imagining that looks like? Because for all we know, he's like... You don't get to go on as many date nights when you have kids and like you don't get to like what and that's just like logistically like we don't go on as many date nights. And that's the thing. A lot of arguments start with misunderstandings because communication is super important in your marriage. And when you say something, that's why I asked when she said back burner, it's like, what do you mean by back burner? Because that could mean like we will not have date nights like I'm saying that right now, up front, we're not going to have date nights because the kids come first. That is very different than saying, like, well, we're not going to go out every night of the week when we have kids. That, to me, is not putting your marriage on the back burner. But to him, it might be putting your marriage on the back burner. Right, right. Yeah. I feel like it definitely is something that hopefully they talked about more. I didn't didn't see an update on this, so... They're actually both dead now. (laughs) I saw an update. She logged into her she, she wrote in post-mortem. Yeah. We're actually both dead now. Problem solved. It didn't matter. It was a waste of conversation. <laughs> but I do think it's good that they talked about it. I think it I'm is. more likely to agree with, a little bit. <laughs> with her that your marriage should be a priority. 
he's also just being a little bit dramatic. Like, cross that bridge when you get there, you know? Like, talk about your parenting styles. Don't talk about, well, what if the kids end up taking priority over our marriage? It's like, why would that happen? Don't let that happen. Just, like, don't. Well, he thinks they should. Like, one partner's like, they should take So he's route. saying, he's saying, he is saying, like, once the kids come, you and I, back burner. Yeah. He's, he's saying that well, is that's what. weird. That's weird and incorrect. He shouldn't do that. But the question is, what does back burner mean to him? Right. Yes. But ultimately, I think. I'm really sick of talking about back burners. <laughs> is that, speaking of back burners, is that the, like, the on the stove like the ones in the back yeah why why is is well, because like that's where you keep something warm but yeah not cook or it? if you're like simmering something i just love etymologies of stupid things yeah like so that. If, if i'm like making rice i make it on the back burner because it's going to simmer for a long time and mm. i want to use the see the, the hotter that bigger. sounds like a good thing to me it's like let your marriage simmer for a long time <laughs> get it get it warm but not hot mm-hmm. and that's how you last years and years of of like you know something can get too hot fizzle out now yeah. it's burnt your whole house is on fire i don't know i'm just wondering if you've been like playing that in our marriage mm-hmm. if our marriage is on the back we've, burner we right actually now. got married on the back burner <laughs> we've never been on the front burner this is this is a little off topic, but it does have to do with these people. Okay. I wonder what it would be like being in a relationship with somebody your exact age. Like, not necessarily just, like, a relationship, but I guess, like, you know, serious enough that you think you're about to get engaged or you are engaged. Because, like, obviously you're only a few years younger than me. But, like, there's that gap where our life experiences are just like a little bit different here and there and we have like differing perspectives because we're not the exact same age and things like that where it's just like you were in my grade forever you you never dated someone your exact age Mm -mm. but like again i was also never in a super committed relationship the way you and i are but no i i either dated girls that were like a little bit older younger than me I never dated somebody in my own grade, no. Oh. I think I've only dated people in my own grade before you. Classic. Or my own grade. She married against type in all the right ways. <laughs> the guy I dated in college was... Our birthdays were like five days apart. I'd really like for you to delete any thoughts or memories about him from <laughs> your mind. From my Google Drive. <laughs> <laughs> from your Google Drive and your heart. Yeah, I... I only dated people exactly my age prior to you. It just struck me that she said we're both 29. And I was like, huh. Yeah. That happens all the time for sure. The one nice thing about you being older than me is that... Again, barely. She, you turned 28 this year? Yeah. Gross. <laughs> and I'll be 31 next March, so... Well, it's that, like, I adjust, like... Me turning 28 doesn't feel, like, super shocking or old because, like, you turned 28 two years ago. And so I don't really feel like you're, like, so much older than me. And so, like, our family, like, somebody has hit 30. So, like, me hitting 30 will feel 
Like, it's like a, a slow wade into the pool versus, like, jumping in the deep end. Yeah. I th- it's, I don't know, I think it's, I'm probably just being silly even considering it, but, like, I don't know, it just seems significant in some way where maybe maybe it's because, like, we're the same, like, you're such peers that it's, like, one of us does not have more life experience than the other one. Mm-hmm. So, like, if we're not on the same page, like, one of us has to be wrong, you know? Like, I don't, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So you're saying when we're not on the same page? I'm automatically right. <laughs> it defaults to me being life correct. Experience. I have three extra years of life experience. Yes. My brain was developed several years prior to yours. Well, boys' brains develop developed. slower. Like a year gap. I was 25 before you were 24. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you're saying you married me even though I had an underdeveloped brain? Mm-hmm. But we started dating when I also had an underdeveloped <laughs> so it's brain. okay. Also, underdeveloped, I think, <laughs> isn't the right term. I would say um, not fully developed <laughs> is probably the correct verbiage. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I think those were two good ones to yeah. start off with. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, please follow us on Instagram at Breakup Already Podcast. And like I said, email us at breakupalreadypod at gmail.com. If you are interested in advertising with us, you can also reach out on either of those platforms. You can find us at Patreon. Same thing, look up Breakup Already. Am I yeah. forgetting anything? No, we're excited to read your submissions. They can be about your relationships. It could also just be about topics that you want to hear our perspective on. Yeah, like work drama. Yeah, just our... Recipes. Thoughts on... Just kidding. Don't write in about recipes. (laughs) Wait, I love recipes. Don't write in about recipes. (laughs) Maybe you need recipe advice. Then you can write in. And she'll answer you on her own time (laughs) on a separate podcast called... Here's my recipe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're excited to read the submissions. And if we don't get any, we'll be um, sending emails out and cold calling. <laughs> so. Um, so if you don't want to have an awkward conversation with somebody who's cold calling about your relationship, please write in at yeah. breakupalreadypod at gmail.com. And to close out, Grant, I want to know, um, what's your toxic trait? <laughs> I actually thought of one the other day because I remember you asked me that like weeks and weeks ago and Mm -hmm. I couldn't think of one. Yeah. (sighs) Well, you think about it. Mine is that I chew gum when I'm thirsty instead of drinking water. (laughs) That's pretty good. Um, Mine's probably that I go for more caffeine rather than drink water. And I'm tired because I'm dehydrated (laughs) and not because I need... (laughs) Or caffeine. But drugs, am I right? Yeah. I was going to say it's that you can never remember to take your medication on time. <laughs> it's not even true. <laughs> take it on time all the time. And then you get a headache and then you drink more caffeine. I think my toxic trait is that I care too much about others. <laughs> 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 <laughs>